Hello, Mima. Hey, Drama. I'm awful excited to hear about all the stories that your friends and, and our listeners have asked, or not stories, but questions. Oh, my God. You know, because I, <laughs> you, know, you can tell me anything and I'll just listen, but boy, do I love these questions. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm really, the questions that are coming in are getting more and more like juicy and also things where I'm like, Oh, at this point in my life, like I'm excited to hear what Meemaw has to say about that. There's been many a times where I'm, I'm writing down these questions that we get on Instagram and I'm like, okay, well I might need to take a note on what Meemaw's advice is on this one. <laughs> so Let's it's exciting. But before we get in there, huh? Okay. I'm ready. Oh, I, w- I wanted to ask you the icebreaker question. I have um, do you? Pre- oh, good, 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 good. Go do you Go prefer summer or winter and why? I absolutely prefer winter because we live in the South and our winter is not what a normal winter is. It's just a lightweight no. coat or a jacket, sometimes a little bit of a heavier jacket. But I'm not an outside mm-hmm. person. I don't like the heat. I do not perspire. <laughs> Papa says I yep. glisten. I glisten, but I'm not going to sweat. <laughs> so summer is not my favorite. And because I'm so fair skinned, I sunburn. And I mean, I burn mm-hmm. through crisp. So I have never been a sun worshiper. And my belly <laughs> has only been burned twice when I wore a bikini. And that was plenty enough for me to learn my lesson. Three strikes and you're out. Oh my I God. prefer a winner. How about you? <laughs> well, I definitely prefer winter. I will say that I do miss having the four seasons of New York, if you can call that the four seasons. Um, but I don't miss living in a place with winter, if that makes sense. Like I would much rather be cold than be hot, but I don't miss trudging through snow for like three to four months out of the year. So mm-hmm. it's hit or miss. I would, I mean, I'd rather do that than to sit in 120 degree heat in the middle of the South and like sweat through a tank top because it's, that's way more uncomfortable for me than like, sh- like going through snow to get to work. Um, but no, I neither can, I of them. That. Oh, totally understand that. Not walking through snow. No, 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 no. Not Been through the snow. But I would rather be cold. Yeah. Well, that's what air conditioning is for. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> okay. All right, Mima, what's your icebreaker? My icebreaker question is you're at your grandmother's house mm-hmm. and your grandmother takes her hand and reaches for yours. Where is your grandmother taking you and what do you talk about? Okay, so she reaches for my hand, and I'm at my grandmother's house. Hmm. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is any time that you take my hand and we go somewhere, and we usually sit at, like, the kitchen table, and you'll make either, like, coffee or you'll pull out candy from the candy drawer or the iced tea that you always have in the fridge, and we will sit at the kitchen table and talk about either some major stuff that's happening in my life or with the family and stuff like that. So I think that's the, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Exactly. Everybody (laughs) has a warm and fuzzy feeling about somebody grabbing their hand and saying, come with me. And you know that you're comfortable and you're safe. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I hope mm-hmm. that my children and my grandchildren know that I'm always here to hug you, hold you, and help you be whatever you want to be. If you're happy, Mm -hmm. I want to hold you and be happy with you. If you're sad, I want to be sad with you and help you be sad and get through it. Yeah. So I think that's what a loving person does. I agree. And that's that's really that makes me emotional, Mima. <laughs> what would you say that goes to your head when you had your grandmother around and she grabbed your hand? Where would you guys be going and talking about? With my grandmother, we always called her Bubby, and my grandfather was Zazie, and those are Yiddish words for grandmother and grandfather, Bubby and Zazie. And Bubby mm-hmm. would just simply open the door, and she would say verbatim. Hello, darling. It's good to see you. Come have a cookie. And she would hug me and take me by the hand from the time I was little bitty until I was an adult and say, come, darling, come have a cup of tea and a cookie. That's all. (laughs) And we did. Hmm. That's sweet. Well, you basically turned into that for me, Mima. (laughs) You just made my day. That made my heart so That made my heart <laughs> so happy because everybody today needs somebody that they can trust. And I know it's yeah. hard for young people to have an adult or go to an adult with a problem, thinking they don't want to rat on their friends or do something wrong. But if somebody's doing drugs or has um, a a dependence problem for some reason or unhappy with what they're thinking or why they're thinking it. It's important to have an adult in your life that you know you can trust and will take your information and take it to the right person for help without judging you. Yeah, that is incredibly important and it makes all the difference and maybe even saves a life. So I'm happy that you said that. Yes. Yes, because basically when you grow up, I don't know what you're thinking. I saw you 11 years ago as a bright child, beautiful, ready to take on the world, and you've taken on the world, and you've lived a lot. But until you share with me what you're thinking, I don't know what's going on in that beautiful brain of yours. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, we've well, all got shtick. We've all got shtick. <laughs> I'm perfect and I know it. But other yes. than that, everybody's got shtick. So you've got to <laughs> accept somebody's shtick for what they are and who they are and why they are who they are. And it's your decision whether or not you want to be with that person. So if you yes. don't like your shtick, you can walk away from it. It's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, yes. And also accepting your own shtick is extremely important before oh, you can accept anybody else's. You know, you're absolutely, there, there, there's nothing more perfect than what you just said. The hardest thing is first to accept your own shtick. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is who it is. This is what I, that's it. This is what we're working with. That's all. 
this is it. I mean, you know, if I gain 15 pounds, who the hell cares? You yeah. know, if I want to lose 15 pounds, I care. That's what I want to yeah. do, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing yeah. it for me. And that's the key. We do have to understand ourselves. And that's hard to do. I mean, you know, I'm almost 80 years old. I'm having a tough time understanding myself sometimes, too. But I think <laughs> I, I've been this way this long. It's been. Might as well keep going. Yeah. Oh, I'm there. Okay. Now, <laughs> what, what's the shtick of our listeners? Oh, my gosh. We got a lot of shtick to sift through today, Mima. Um, I think let's start with. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start with this question. I think this will kind of let, like lend itself to what we're talking about, of accepting your own shtick and looking in on yourself first. Um, but one of our listeners submitted a question. How do you get over a heartbreak? <laughs> I love it because you don't get over them until you've had them. If you've mm. never had a heartbreak, then that's a real problem. But you get over the heartbreak, I think, in my mind, by saying, make myself a list. I'm going to make a T, a a letter, capital letter T on a page. And on the left-hand side is everything that was wonderful about that relationship and why you wanted it to stay the way it was. And then on the other side of that T I'm going to list the things I didn't like about that relationship and wasn't willing to verbalize it until now because it's over and my heart is broken. So once you absolutely write it down, put it on a piece of paper and look at it, the left side's the good part, the right side's the bad. I promise you the bad list is going to be double the good list. And then you realize... (laughs) What in the world was I thinking? And maybe my Mm -hmm. heart will feel better because I realized it was more not right in that relationship. So maybe that'll help to heal my heart. And then I'm not going to cry pity. I don't want to hear pity from anybody and self-pity. That, that, no, that doesn't cut it with me. I do want other people that have heartbreak to share their experience with someone else that may have had a heartbreak too. And then when you do that and you talk about it, you listen, you will see that your heartbreak nearly wasn't as bad as theirs. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's fair. And I will say something that has helped me get over a heartbreak in the past. And then everyone, um, when I was like, first going through a major heartbreak, everyone was like, it just takes some time, just give it time. And I know you're clouded by a thousand and one emotions. Um, but once you breathe through that and do give yourself the time to be like, you don't need to bounce back from your heartbreak immediately. Like let yourself feel those emotions. Um, but I journal almost every single day. And so I started reading back some of the journal entries that I had over those, re- like the, the relationship. And I was like, wow, I was so unhappy. Like I was 
I, I would write down things that I didn't like or things that were annoying me or things that I felt like I couldn't talk to this person about, which is unhealthy and not okay. And so then reading back my own words that I was just trying to vent out in a journal, I was like, wow, I am so much better off without this in my life. Really? And and what, when you're in that, you don't see it. You don't believe it. It's not true until for some reason it creates a heartbreak and it's over. Mm-hmm. You don't see it. A hundred percent. You know, there's all these Very expressions of love is blind and all that. Yeah, just you just have bifocal. I mean, blinders on for a moment. And then when you wake <laughs> up. You know, you're very wise to keep a journal and do that. And then when you look at your journal, it tells everything. But right. a lot of people don't like to write things down. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So then you do it verbally. You're either a visual. Yeah, a little voice or memos or something. Right. Whatever. Yeah. You did the right thing. You, you, re- you read your own words. Yes. And then your gut yes. said, Big mistake. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. No yeah. love lost there. Yes. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Well, another question that was submitted is I need to get better at standing up for myself and dealing with conflict. Any advice? Oh, dealing with conflict is a tough one. Uh, mm-hmm. Primarily because we are all individuals that have our own set of brain waves, how we think, what our shtick is, where it's located in our brain, and how we deal with it. So mm-hmm. some people are confrontational. Right. And like to get in the middle of your face and oh, no. <laughs> make you take a step back. That's kind of spooky to me. Other Mm -hmm. people revert to the exact opposite and won't say anything and take the bullying or the confrontation and put it inside of you and don't put it in the right place so that you can handle it. So to handle confrontation, I believe first you have to, as we just talked about, understand yourself. I try Mm -hmm. never to be upset about anything until I've taken my three deep breaths and I've thought about it and I try not to speak when I'm a little bit agitated or irritated because I may say something I could regret. Uh Uh-huh. I think in my mind very early on, I built up a, a level of tolerance. And I think this may be the way to handle confrontations. Mm. My level of tolerance is a one to a (laughs) hundred. Anything under 50, I really don't give a rat's. And I'll just (laughs) lift up my eyebrow and I'll listen carefully, make an evaluation about that person, good, bad, or indifferent. And then either decide to accept it the way they are or to sit down and say, I understand what you just said. And I'd like to give you my opinion of what you said, knowing Mm -hmm. when you do that, you could be 
creating professional suicide or <laughs> perhaps lose a friend that was not really yeah. important to begin with. Or if it's a coworker, knowing that you could be establishing a boundary. So I mm -hmm. try very carefully in a business relationship to, to be under 50 in my tolerance level. When I get above 50 and I move toward the 60 or the 75, you're beginning to really <laughs> irritate me and you're beginning mm -hmm. to waste my time. My time is valuable, just like yours. It's kind of like when one of the big companies says, we're going to be out to service your account between eight and noon. So you got to be available for five hours, right? Yeah. That doesn't fit yeah. real well with me. So I'm already at a 50 because now I'm <laughs> I got to hang around just for you because that's your service request. But when you yes. have over exceeded that time period, now you're into my plus 50. So if I'm the paying customer, I might yeah. be more confrontational mm -hmm. I'm paying and it's my time and it's your service. So let's get yeah. to a happy medium here before I get to my 75% and you don't want to hear me at 100. Absolutely not. That is a very scary thought. Yes. And the reason <laughs> it's scary, I mean, you know, I'm not a scary person, but no. Papa has always told me, pick your battles. Yes. And if I'm going to be unable to handle the a confrontation or how to be tolerant, then I'm going to pick my battle very carefully. Because once I go into battle, I'm only going into battle if I am right. Not right in just my opinion, but right because it's a difference between right and wrong. Hmm. So I do pick my battles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will say that as someone personally, I don't like conflict. No. I'm getting much better about setting boundaries, but I'm not a very aggressive person. If anything, I am the most passive aggressive where like, you'll know I'm upset, but I'm not going to outwardly tell you I'm upset. I'm just, it, I'm, I'm working on it, but I am not an aggressive person by any means. And so something that has worked for me in terms of conflict is that um, I either talk to my therapist about it or I talk to my friends. Um, I have like two trusted friends that I take everything to, or even my parents or my mima, where I'm like, I'm dealing with this and I don't like either A, the way I'm be I've been treated, B, I don't like the way I'm being talked to, or C, etc. If I'm uncomfortable with something or someone is being combative towards me and there's a conflict, I um, usually retreat first and kind of process how I want to say and handle it. And that's okay. I don't think that you need to respond or deal with conflict. It's like right in that moment, especially if you're uncomfortable. Um, and like what Mima said in the past episodes, the three breaths, figuring out what you want to say, stuff like that. But you don't have to do it by yourself. It's it's also what Mima said at the beginning of the episode of like reaching out for help and talking mm -hmm. to people you trust. Yes. Yeah, it helps so, to bounce it off someone. The one thing that you said, you used one word, 
about yourself and you said you retreat into yourself. Mm -hmm. And then it's not a retreat. You don't retreat. Retreat means you're giving up. Mm. To me, you don't retreat. Yeah. All you're doing is stepping back and evaluating mm-hmm. what what you need to do to move forward. Now, right. you don't have to be in somebody's face to change your voice tone. And as mm-hmm. a dramatic actress, you know that voice tone is very important. Very. <laughs> so, uh, we're only doing audio, but... Yes. If I had a downfall, it would be my facial expressions because I have a real <laughs> hard time hiding it in my face. Oh my gosh, yes. One of my huh? favorite things is watching Mima react to other people. It is so funny. And I do the same thing now. I swear I got it from you from like osmosis. <laughs> it's very hard to control my face. And my mom tells me all the time, she's like, Krisney. Stop making that face. And I'm like, I can't help that I find this entire conversation not worth my time. And my face is showing that. Well, and, you know, to be very honest with you, that's not a really good thing that I do. But I do have a lot it of means- facial expression. And my eyebrows go up and I'm looking at you like you're freaking crazy, lady. You know, I haven't had any of this conversation. And I, I, I'm no. not a poker player. Because I would lose, because you could tell if I had a straight flush. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Maybe you and I should go play poker, Meemaw. We should. I'll, I'll, I'll we should. But I, I have to tell you that your your mother is correct in that, and I agree with her. I, you should. It, it's best not to show on your face what you're thinking, because if you do yes. have those expressions, then you lose the edge. Hmm. Yes. In control of yourself is very important. Uh, Depends on the severity of the situation and what's going on. Um, Right. I I have to tell myself no facial reaction. That's just me. So no (laughs) no people don't have the facial reactions I do, but that's okay. Yeah. True. Okay. Well, our final question um, for this episode is there's something I've always dreamed of doing, but I don't know where to start. What do I do? Make a list of the things you want to do. Make a list of the things you want to do. If you know exactly what you've dreamed of doing, then number one, I would like to be a garbologist. And I am going to research (laughs) how to be the best garbologist that ever picked up garbage in the face of the earth. And if that's what you choose to do, you have all the research at your fingertips, use them, look it up, Mm -hmm. find others that are in that position, in that profession, and see what the good ones do, the successful ones do, and follow it. Hmm. That's an easy I like question. that. That's an easy question. Make a list. I will say that it also comes to knowing yourself. I um, was making a movie this past weekend, and one of the people I was working with on set was talking to my mom, and they were like, "Well, I've always wanted to work on this short film, and I've had this idea for years, and I just X, Y, and Z all this stuff." And she looked at them and said 
you know, one of the things that I admire most about Krisney is that when she wants to do something, she just does it. And that's like who she is. And I will say it, it kind of took me aback because I haven't ever really realized that about myself. But in this particular question, if it's something you've always dreamed of doing, something I know about myself is I perform best when my back is against the wall. I don't love being a procrastinator and I don't procrastinate to most of the things in my life. But when it comes to deadlines, like I will get it done. And so if it's a film that you want to make, for example, there's 48 hour film competitions where it's a structured thing and you can go and you have to do it in 48 hours. And that can be part of your dream. Or if you want to be a garbologist there, I'm sure like different groups and stuff that you can go be a part of, you don't have to start it from scratch. Um, But it's also a matter of like coming back to what we were saying throughout the this whole episode really is you have to know yourself. And I know that if I'm in a high intense pressure performance environment, I will push myself to succeed and be the best because I work well in those conditions. And that's just something that I know. So you work extremely well under pressure. And you, mm-hmm. know, that, you, know, that. you know that about yourself. Yeah. So your career needs to be one that's high intensity. Right. Yeah. 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 And so I think that's important to know. It is. Yeah. If you have a big dream, it may not be something that you do little bit by little bit. Cause I know that that would drive me crazy, but it may be that you need to find something where you also are like really well under pressure and you have to push yourself in that kind of thing to get your dreams accomplished. So it just, it comes back to knowing yourself, I think. Well, based on everything that I've read, and my almost eight decades of being on this earth, <laughs> I, I have found that most people enjoy having a schedule and doing mm-hmm. things that they like and want to do, opposed to things that they have to do. Mm-hmm. In the past year, we have all been shaved of that responsibility. Because time took a different name in the last year. We were all shaved a little bit. It's now an opportunity to put it back into focus or even Mm -hmm. to take the things that you thought about and move forward. All it takes is one little idea and you do the research to make it happen. I applaud you when you do. And I'm here to hold you if it doesn't work. Because you won't know true success until you understand failure. Beautifully put, Mima. And I hope the listener who submitted that question goes after the dream that they've been thinking about for a while. And Mima and I are here to support you in whatever that dream is. And when that dream comes true, Please let me know so I can be happy for you. (laughs) All right, Mima, do you have any final advice to leave our listeners with this week? Oh, I've always got advice of some (laughs) sort, but I really like to listen to other people's shtick rather than give my point of view. And this this whole (laughs) what's your shtick thing is is, um, pretty humbling for me because I really like to listen. Um, Mm -hmm. And being asked for my opinion is a great honor. 
and a privilege. And I've been hearing from some of my friends and cohorts, and they are laughing and enjoying it so much. And that gives oh, good. Me, oh, that gives me such great feeling in my heart, and it makes my shtick feel so good. <laughs> well, I don't think you could leave this episode on a butter note, Mima. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs>